Lord that you make provisions for us. It's our prayer and desire this morning that we just walk in the provisions that you made for us. You said the steps of a good man or a woman was ordered by the Lord. And we just want to walk in those provisions this morning, Lord. You are the Lord God Almighty. And greatly to be praised. Father, as we come together as a congregation, we just lift up each other. We lift up our families, Lord. We lift up, we lift up the Spirit of God in our lives. We lift up those that are with us. Lord, we can, we can touch those outside your walls this morning, Lord. And we can go into the community and like proclaim the gospel to the sick and they should recover, Lord. We can proclaim salvation to those yes, that, are, that are without, Lord. And we can proclaim healing. And we can proclaim healing to those in need this morning, Lord. Lord, we lift up the sick and shut in this morning. We ask for extra special grace and mercy yes, Father. A spirit of healing, Lord. Let it begin within, within Lord. Let it start in their, in their speech. Let it begin in their thoughts, Lord. Let it begin in their mouth, Lord. We saw on Bible study last week that everything Jesus proclaimed came to pass. Lord. Everything, Lord. Let every word be out of our mouth be the answer to the situations of the world. Let everything we proclaim understanding, give us spiritual insight, and we are living before we speak, and we won't say things we don't mean, but we will speak those wonderful, loving, truthful things that you gave us on the path in our life, Thank you this morning, Lord. In the absence of our past, Lord, we pray the blessing on him. We pray the blessing on his house, Lord. We pray the blessing on his ministry at the, at the VA.
Oh, oh. 
in the Pentecostal church. Amen. And uh, the power of God is everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Amen. Yes. So we don't just have to stay one place to have right. 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 not. So he's in preparations for being on staff there. Amen. He will graduate uh, pretty soon from Concordia University in the field of IT administration. And I do want you to know that he had a trial sermon at uh, St. Paul. As soon as he went to service, he said, I, you know, I've got to finish this thing and do it right. So he came in and did his trial sermon and uh, became an associate preacher wherever God has put him. Uh, he loves the Lord with his whole heart and soul. And people love him for his kindness and for his love for them. I present to you, Chaplain, Minister, a man of God, Frederick Thomas Mays Wilkins, <laughs> a soldier of the cross. Amen. Amen.
jacket. <laughs> and the calm exterior of <laughs> you. Well, well, well. I am nervous. <laughs> but it's good to be back home. I am thankful. Thankful, 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 thankful. Firstly and foremost, giving honor to God who is the center of my life. My life revolves around him. Every and anything that I do put my hand to, my mind to, my 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 tongue to, everything, it, it, it stands for him. And I just hope, I pray that that is reproved in this message. My Lord, giving honor to God, the angel of this church, uh, Pastor Silas, who is absent from us currently, and everyone that I know here, my goodness gracious, it's like everything stays the same and everything changes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, man, uh, I'm supposed to be recording this. My wife is going to be upset with me. We got you. We got you. <laughs> um, man, we got you. a sermon. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Fortunately, a sermon is not what you preach. Well, a sermon is what you live. So, this should be pretty easy for me. As a matter of fact, for anyone who's called, this should be pretty easy for everyone. Because the life that you live is your sermon. I'm just going to touch a little on that currently. And I'm going to use the text in order to pontificate. <laughs> concurrent to its place in our lives. Wow. A sermon is three things. A sermon is, firstly and foremost, information. And that's basically the knowledge that we have. You get a little piece here, you get a little piece there, and it becomes everything that we know. Now, knowing and understanding Two different things. Amen. You can know a thing and not understand it. Amen. Likewise, you can understand a thing not and not know it. Yeah. Um, so, so the second part of what a sermon is is revelation. Information, revelation. Revelation is an understanding concurrent to everything that is about you. You are a revelation of yourself. Because you understand who you are, given your purposes, your platforms, and everything that you're about. That is a revelation. So, concurrent with that, the third thing that a sermon is, is inspiration. That's what you do. So with what you know, and what you reveal from what you know, that presents the purpose in your life. That's what you do. I'm just going to kind of expound upon that a little bit. You'll have to forgive me. I came here in the rain. You guys have plenty of it. I come from Texas, a place called Austin, where we call it Music City. Um, it was raining cats and dogs there. All the way here, I was like, oh my goodness. And I didn't get there on time. And I started... Uh, wow, it was almost 24 hours in advance. I got here at 2 o'clock in the morning, bless the Lord. Nonetheless, I am here. I couldn't miss this. 
this was this is I I've been studying uh, on on what the Lord has given me for three weeks. It got changed this morning. Bless the Lord. But I had to be obedient. So let's go with that. Yes, sir. All right. Everybody pick up your Bibles. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I believe what it says. I believe what it says. I understand the texts that are written in it. I understand the texts that are written in it. I can stand. I can stand. And I can stand on every promise. Let's go to the Word. I got to think about dry sermons.
Matthew, the 19th chapter. Yes, sir. We're going to get a little bit of that information initially. A little bit of that knowledge. And then we're going to go from there. And the first chapter. And there it reads, And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. And the great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. And the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, It is unlawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause. And he answered unto them, Have ye not read? That he which made them at the beginning made them male and female. And for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Let me do this for a moment. Yeah. You know. Christ to the church is like a husband to a wife. And a husband in that day and time to a wife, no matter what was done, no matter what sin approached, no matter what scale was inflicted, that was his wife. That's right. That's right. So, Christ to the church, we keep messing up. Israelite, in the very meaning that it intones, is he who wrestles with God. Yes. Continually wrestling. Chosen people. Continually messing up. The, the anointed ones right. continually backslide yeah, that's right. That's right. the very bridge between Adam and Jesus. Amen. The Israelites that called themselves the chosen ones yeah. of God. And yet, Christ yeah. married to us all Amen. in our mess-ups, in our screw-ups, yeah. in our hang-ups, yeah. And everything beyond that. Yeah. That's Christ. Yes, to us. Never changing. Always loving. And forever. Forever. At our sides. One implication. That's who he is. A husband to the church. His bride. If you can. Turn with me to. Matthew 18. This is the last one, I promise. 18th chapter, 15th verse. Now here it says, Moreover, if my brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear it, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear it, then take with thee one or two more 
that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Christ is telling us basically how we are to discipline sin in this text. And I want to set this up because Christ is on the road from Galilee to Judea, to Judea, and going to the cross. As he's on his way, he's coming through, and people understand, they already know, they've heard the information, information regarding who Christ is. Everything that he's done, he's done all of these miracles. There's everything that he's encountered. He's healed people. He's, he's opened blinded eyes, loosened lame tongues, healed the lame. Everything that he has encountered has been miracle-like. These people already know who he is. Jesus the Christ. And he's coming this way. So they're excited about it. You've got to understand, back in this day, who, Christ isn't like... In a way, you know, coming to some some backwater abandoned town that that doesn't even I don't know see the light of day from the highway, and Christ is coming, and you've got to understand that in in places like this, that there are seated people at the gates, like Jerusalem at the gate called the yeah. When he was sitting there, and everyone passed him up every day, every day, every day. Yeah. And then finally, he gets some attention and he's healed. People of this nature are at places like this. Amen. So let me put this into context for you. These people are excited and, and they, are, they are, are really wanting to honor this man because he is the Lord, he is the Christ. And so they grab these palms. That's right. They're putting their clothes down. They're putting... Palms down, they're waving these. Yeah. Do you know what these symbolize? Yeah. These symbolize victory. That's right. Right. Look on the Roman coin That's right. back in that day. That's where these were. They were symbolized for victory. Victorious. That's what these meant. So these actually, what they did is they proclaimed the future tense existence of Christ on the cross. No mistake. So in this victory, you've got to understand that Christ already knew what was going on. Amen. On his way to the cross, Amen. suddenly he comes to the temple. Mm -hmm. And there are, it's like mayhem there. People are selling doves, lambs, and and all other form of sacrifice. Um, this, this really makes Christ angry. So coming from Galilee, he gives us an understanding about 
how to discipline sin. Go to your brother. Talk to him. And when you talk to him, if he doesn't hear you, bring some more brothers. Talk to him. If he doesn't hear you then, take him to the church. If he doesn't hear you at that point, kick the rest off the feet. Does that make sense? But Jesus sees all of these marketers, all these merchandisers, and he loses his mind. Why? Why does he lose his mind? What happened to Come on, uh, aren't we supposed to? We're supposed to talk to people, Jesus, and 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 see what's going on. Find out how how we're supposed to recompense, how we're supposed to reconcile. And Christ goes crazy. What's up with that? Christ on his way to the cross, in bearance of repentance for all of mankind. That's the knowledge. Yes. Here's the revelation part. Christ is the atonement for each and every man yes. on the face of the earth. Yes. The very last atonement that God in his, he's the spotless lamb given to us by, for no reason but for being God and wanting us to be closer to him on every level. And God sent Christ in order to bridge the gap between the redemption of man and the holiness of God. Where is God on that issue? Just as far as Christ is concerned. Christ had no spot, no blemish. He had no sin. There was, there was nothing about him that was absolutely uh, uh, overbearing. I mean, he was the, the perfect guy. He was a perfect man. And yet, the atonement that we judge in the midst of repentance was being foreplayed, mm. scattered up, sullied on the steps of the temple. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let me explain that. Back in those days, there was a period of atonement that was done by the entire Israelite tribes. All of them. It was called the Day of Atonement. And when you did that Day of Atonement, there was one lamb, forgive me, one goat that was set scapegoat, and one goat that was set to take on the sins of the Israelites. At this point, what's done is the entire Israel, the entire Israelite tribes were then forgiven for that year. But that's not the only time that sacrifices were made. There were many different reasons why sacrifices were made back in those days. I'm kind of running out of time in a hurry. Um, um, in, in that respect, things, I mean, even after childbirth, uh, a woman would bring a sacrifice to the temple, if not just to, uh, 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 to, to forbade cleanliness. If 
someone wanted to approach God and worship him, uh, uh, they, they brought a sacrifice so that, so that they could atone with God before they worshiped him. If someone wanted uh, to, 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 to make, to, to make uh, good with his family on certain issues, there were sacrifices that were, were made in order to, to atone with God. It was dangerous yeah, to be in the presence of God. In a sinful state. Come on now. People walk through the veil first step, second step, boom! And people die because they were in a sinful state. How is it that when you want to approach the throne of God, you have to be in a place and in a in a state of mind, in a position where you are one. With yes. the Father, yes. and you are blameless yes, for all of your sins. Yes, That's how they did it back in that day. Right. So, in that atonement, what did you have to do? First, you have to, from conception, have a spotless lamb or a spotless dove. Can't be lame. Can't have any teeth missing. Uh, they can't be spotted. Uh, there's 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 issues there's there's things that there's there's a whole criteria of things that they have to uh, they, they they have to meet before you can even consider taking them. At that point, you take this lamb and you've chosen it out of out of out of however many, and you're walking down the street with this lamb. So everyone knows you're going to the temple in order to atone for one thing or another. And so you're making this trip and everybody sees you and that's respected as well as understood. It's, it, has, it has, how do I say this? It's not like you're shaming yourself, but you're humbling yourself in order to make transition. With who God is and who you are, Amen. considering everything that the relationship incurs. Yes, sir. And then you go to the temple mm -hmm. and then you present this lamp. Mm -hmm. And they're going to check it out. That's right. right. Because if it doesn't, if, if, it, if, it, if it's not spotless, right. if it's lame, or if there's something wrong with it, they're going to kick you off the steps. That was a trial and error in that day. So you better know what kind of lamb you're bringing. And when that lamb is brought and it's sacrificed and the, the, the offering is accepted by the Spirit of God, then you can make atonement with the Father. Here these merchants are. They're on the steps. Selling doves. They're spotless. I mean, they're good to go, right? Uh, so uh, you don't have to worry about about how how to how to how, you don't have to conceive it you don't have to feed it you don't have to uh, you don't have to raise it you don't have to all in George or whatever anybody who knows what the Looney Tunes are they understand that reference nonetheless you don't have to name it you don't have to do anything to it all you have to do is walk up the steps give them your money. Buy your sacrifice and throw it, basically, as a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. 
before the honor of God. That's not a sacrifice. That's right. God gave me this last night. That's what you call a slack sacrifice. Does that make sense? That makes sense. You slack off in your sacrifice. You know what a sacrifice is? A sacrifice is something that you're going to offer up as, I don't know, something that is supposed to atone for anything it could be that you never really wanted in the first place. Uh, what's the point in that? When we sacrifice, we do it in a lot of ways. There's so much. Man, God is good. When we sacrifice, we do it in so many ways. We sacrifice every day. What's a sacrifice of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make sense? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, when you're sitting and everybody else is standing, that's your sacrifice. Right. When you're talking bad about your brother or sister, whatever the case might be, I mean, whether it be to yourself or among a few, that's a sacrifice. You can sacrifice not having to talk about whoever, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, amongst those who might be nitpicking about how her hair looks. Or, or, or what kind of stupid tie he was wearing that Sunday. That's why I want to stop. Somebody ought to have told me, so. That's a lot. That's a sacrifice. You sacrifice when you when you don't when you when you don't put your best foot forward considering those things of God. Come on, sir. That is nothing God wants. Praise God. Because that is nothing that you have to work, earn, and comprehend in order to offer to God. Let's say I'm on fast. If I fast at Facebook, you don't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't matter to me. I'm not on Facebook that much. You ask my wife to sacrifice Facebook <laughs> for five minutes. That's a sacrifice. You're talking about someone who's going to study, someone who's going to search, someone who's going to cleave to the spirit of God. That's a sacrifice for yes. her. When you make a sacrifice, you're sacrificing something that that you endear, something that something that was closest close to you, something that made a made a difference in your life, something that had something that had some kind of some kind of meaning yeah. to you. Yeah. That's a sacrifice. Amen. It doesn't mean a hell of things to God. That's right. When you do things that are supposed to be sacrifices, <laughs> that don't mean anything to us. Praise. Yeah. God honors that. Yes. 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 He honors it both 
monetarily. Yes, he does. And he honors it spiritually. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. The sacrifices that we make. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. 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 me right yes, now. Right. Yes. And, and hopefully it's making the transition to you that it made to me when I heard it because I was like, Whoa, okay, Lord, I understand. That makes sense to me. In the midst of all of that, where is the sacrifice? At the temple doorsteps. So that's what, that's what that was. That's why God was so upset. Yeah, Throwing over tables, right. kicking people off of the stairs, <laughs> elbowing gentlemen <laughs> in ways not like God. <laughs> yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. Oh my goodness. The secret of Palm Sunday yes, sir. is set up in that transition. Mm. Remember when we raised the goat? Yeah. The lamb? Yeah. We had to conceive it. Yes. We had to burp it. We had to raise it up. We had to feed it. Take make sure it was all right. Make sure everything was correspondingly perfect about it. And then we had to walk it yes. down the street. Yeah. This was the initial after. This was after the initial uh, uh, raising of what we did for the uh, for the goat, for the lamb. Right. And we walked it down the street. Yes, sir. Everyone saw us. It was it was our transition, our, our, our humbling ourselves, <coughs> the transition of who we are and our perspective and our understanding of the relationship between who God is. That was the metaphor in reality of Palm Sunday. Christ was the atonement. The donkey, the colt, down the street, that was the atonement. Christ was making his way. He was the sacrifice. He was Thank you, Lord. Oh, 
And they missed on that transition. Thank you, Lord. That's what that's about. It's the foreshadowing between who man was before the fall of that, after the fall of that, and who man would and could be after the death and resurrection. Yes. Yes. That's Palm Sunday. Yes. It's not just any other Sunday. That's what that is. That's the revelation. In the rest of I don't know what that means to you guys. Yes. But man. Yes. Thank you. When I think about my life, excuse me, I'm sorry. I might run. I might. I might cut a step and give me a minute. I'll be back. But I'm just saying, when I think about my life, well, in the midst of everything that I do, for all of the wayward stuff. That I've come through, made that transition through, and I have no right to even want to be set before the throne of God. And yet, Christ, in His embodiment, loved us so much that He saw that mess on the steps and moved it out of the way. That's basically what He was doing. He was in our hurry to move it out of the way. He wasn't being mean. It, it, it's, it's, it's all about business. And he wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to make some kind of statement. I am the Christ. I am the Lord. That wasn't the point. He was trying to move it out of the way so that he could hurry up. And then, after that, what does the verse say? Then the lame came. Hallelujah. Then the blind came. Yes. To the steps. Yes. And then they were healed. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen when the merchants were on the steps. That's right. What was the point yes. of having all the sacrifices, spotless as they were, all the slack rifices, unblemished as they were? There was no healing in the midst of the steps. There was there was no deliverance. In the midst of the steps. When the sacrifices were present. Come on, church. What am I saying? Does that sound familiar? Yes. Present day church. Hallelujah. So some of the sacrifices that we make need to be altered. And transition into actual
In the midst of that, here's the inspiration. So there's information, revelation, and inspiration. Check this out. That was a young man who was in a tragic accident. Lost his left arm. Absolutely no use. And um, absolutely absent. So, had some rehabilitation and finds himself in a position where he's actually able to function with the rest of his body quite well. An instructor in judo looks at this young man, talks to his parents, says, you know what? Let that young man come to my judo class. A one-armed dude <laughs> in a judo class. It sounds funny, don't it? Listen to the rest of this. So this dude comes and he learns one move. Instructor teaches him that move. Day after day, this one move, this young man learns. He learns it, and he learns it, and he learns it to the point of perfection. But man, this young man, he was saying, I don't know what this is supposed to do for me, but this one move is getting kind of tops. Talks to his judo instructor and says, I'm sorry, Sensei, is there a possibility that I might be able to learn a little bit more, I think I'm ready now. I've learned this move to the point of perfection. Judo instructor says, no, that's all you need. <laughs> One move. <laughs> Keep practicing. I need you to perfect it. Listen to my words. Perfect <laughs> this one move. Inspiration, y'all. So, this one move, this guy learns. <clears throat> three months go by, and there's this competition that's coming up. Judo instructor talks to the student. He says, I want to put you in this competition. Do you think you'll be able to follow me? Follow me to and through this competition. Young man says, well, let me think about it. Goes home, talks to his mother, talks to his father, and says, you know, the judo instructor wants to put me in a competition, and uh, I, I'm really scared. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. I only know this one move. How in the world am I supposed to be able to compete with one move? Parents look at him, and uh, they... Uh, they instruct him, well, you know, if he wants to, and if he thinks that you can do it, I'll do it, sure, go ahead. You know, instructor, here's from the boy the next day. And <coughs> young man says, okay, I'll do it. No problem. Um, so, junior instructor says, that's great. Continue to practice. This one move. <laughs> one move. <laughs> Inspiration, y'all. 
So Judah Instructor takes him to the meet. National meet. All kinds of bouncy, athletic, agile people there with four good limbs <laughs> and him with three. Where is the transition between championship <laughs> and initial novice in this situation? Young man has a turn, an opportunity. First match, he gets up, faces his opponent, uses his one move, quickly takes him down. Individual with four good limbs, taken out by someone with three. Next bout he has, Gentleman is just a little bit huskier, a little bit bigger. Has a little difficulty. Finds himself wrestling. But eventually, won the match. One move. All he needed. Amazing. The matches continue. He finds himself flying through matches. One move. Amazing. How, did, how is he doing this? It's amazing. Oh my goodness, all of a sudden, last match, last bout, the biggest guy probably in the room. He faces this guy with confidence because of all of the other opponents that he's faced. Unstoppable at this point with this one move. above it. Child asking again, well, with that one move, why did it make sense 
that I want. Here's what you got. Point behind that whole one move. The sensei says, well, in the midst of that only move in the art of judo, the only known defense is to grab your left arm. <laughs> Hallelujah! I don't know about you, but I do not know how that goes. Come on, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 I want you to get this, Bert. Yeah. I want you to get this. Yeah. I want you to get this. You need to get this. That's one move. That's one move. Father used to say that. 
when he was ending a sermon. Beloved of God, there is no God like our God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And in any of these examples today, if there is anything that you should have taken away, it's that the love of Christ abounds over all. Yes. And he only wants to love us so that he can center us in himself. There's room at the cross. Yes, there is. Yes, it is. Just that power. 